0: I'm Casey Brazil and I'm TJ Barczyk
1: and this is work friends. Work friends is a podcast about business, entrepreneurship and work for my topic today. I wanted to talk about ask versus guest culture. This is an idea that people from different backgrounds do things in a kind of a different way when it comes to getting what you want. So let's take the example of a husband and wife and the wife says to the husband, Honey, would you wash the dishes? And the husband says back to the wife, you know, is mad, feels like that person is being rude. Be- What's, is
0: being rude because she should have just done it herself or assumed that he was going to do it?
1: Is being rude just by asking. So here's here's the How would the husband have the split rather here. So in an ask culture where which is what the wife is coming yep. from, you say exactly what you want. With the knowledge that the person who you're asking might say no, might yep. go on and do something else, but you just lay it out. Yep. In a guest culture, the way you decide what you're going to do, the way you try and get the things that you want, is you have mutual respect and you give the other person the benefit of the doubt that they're trying to do the best thing. And if you want something... You're going to be more subtle about it. You're going to hint. And they have to guess what it is that you want in a way. Yeah,
0: that's the nice way of saying it. The negative would be passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, like, on the negative side of what could come out of the guest culture, in a culture where you don't ask for things directly, you might say, oh, well, it's not effective, it's not direct, it's passive-aggressive. On the good side, you might say, hey, people aren't, like, give me the TPS reports. It's not demanding, and it's a little bit maybe more respectful. Like, I think of, like, the classic Midwestern household where nobody would ever eat the first cookie in the dessert. You know, you right. have to... Three people have to say no before you can finally take one because it's, like, and it's kid, always... Yeah. yeah, that that guest culture. Whereas, like, the ask culture, I feel like it's, it's a little bit more direct and guessing how how we are i would say that's probably more where we line up but that also has its ba- downsides because you can come across as bossy or yep. full of yourself or whatever so i have a guess in my head of how you might respond to this but do you think of yourself as coming from ask culture or a guess culture
0: yeah i i think it's interesting especially in the way you phrased it because I think I'm a bit of a hypocrite on this, in terms of as a manager or someone doing the asking. I'm definitely an ask person. Mm. I'm not passive aggressive. I tell people what I want, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But on the receiving end, I also get annoyed by the things I do. Right? So it's a little, <laughs> uh, it's a little hypocritical, right? But you um, can
1: see the flaws in being. Oh, of direct. course,
0: of course. Comes back to right, expect setting expectations and those sort of things, and not deferring from that type, right? If, if someone is an ask type boss, you kind of get used to that and you kind of just, if they start being passive aggressive, like that's almost worse than than them being bossy is stay consistent, set expectations, kind of stick with that. What about you?
1: I think I'm also more on the ask side just because while I want to be polite, while I definitely value modesty, I I just hate miscommunications yep i find myself around bosses sometimes like who like i think there's a paradigm of a boss that's like the dangerous nice boss <laughs> yes
0: absolutely. who won't tell
1: you when something's wrong and you and don't find out the that worst. they hate you until you're fired i will often find myself dealing with people like that by saying if i'm hearing you correctly what we need to do is xyz because i just i need to clarification. Be told. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's clarification when it's like, I don't understand the ta- the task. But there's also clarification, which to me is very valuable, which is, do you really want that? Because you're saying it would be nice if we could get this done this week. Does that mean it would <laughs> yeah. be nice? Would it would
0: be nice, or it needs to, yeah, right? Exactly. One and of the, the worst things you should you can ever hear from your boss is you should know this. That that's like mm. one of those crippling things to hear and like just burns my soul and I something I would I tr- I don't know if I ever have well former employees can correct me if I've said this I, I can't imagine myself saying it but I've heard it said sure. a lot
1: and it's also like that's a very direct signal like you screwed something up yeah <laughs> well
0: it goes back to the, the you know husband wife dishes thing is that you know so many people will say you should just know to do the dishes the the mm-hmm. sink is full right so that's comes to the recipient and because on the recipient end, I, you know, if it's been, you know, a day with the dishes being in the sink, yeah, tell me. But, like, if we just did dishes, give me, give me a little bit of benefit yeah, of the doubt here totally. that, you know, I, I, will, I will notice within the next kind of six hours here.
1: Absolutely. And everything is within reason, yeah. right? Like, if you're somebody's manager and you need something and it's red hot, great. You should tell them that. You should make it clear. But if you are hovering over me every 20 minutes, you're just slowing me down. You know, you're just making me second guess what I'm doing. So so everything is within reason. I wanted to ask you another question then because okay. I think that what's interesting about this is less just the phenomenon that different people are more direct and different people are more, you know, like to use suggestion, et cetera. How do you bridge that gap? So. I'm sure you've had bosses who are a little bit more on the guest side yeah, or absolutely. people you, that you work with who maybe will let you know that they have resentments because you're being too direct or whatever. How do you how do you attune yourself to yeah, that, and um, can you? <laughs>
0: that, that's interesting. I mean, obviously your point earlier about clarification is, is incredibly important in making sure that anyone who's not as direct, um, you can get down to what the actual goals are what you know those sort of things uh for me i mean similar to that it just comes down to trust and i need to get to a place with a manager or someone below me that um they feel comfortable enough to not challenge the ideas but to to disagree and to question my passivity or for me to question the bosses you know
1: passive and maybe challenge at some points yeah
0: all all those sort of things and just so that you know if your boss says it'd be nice to get done this week if you don't have a good relationship with them you're going to be like questioning yourself if you have a good relationship you can be like all right like but for real you know is it is it it actually due by friday or i have these other things i'm working on because that's really hard to do with someone who you don't have a trusting relationship with
1: totally right go
0: ahead the the ask part and the reason i kind of do that is like people that know me know i'm I'm like all about time and efficiency those are my two main main drivers of everything i want to be efficient with my time i want to be expedient with processes all that sort of stuff and the passive way is just not as efficient you'll burn more bridges on the ass side wouldn't be that Mm -hmm. bossy thing Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing but like i said if your intentions are are true your expectations are set and the trust is there I, i think you can get away with that you know, we could all be more open and more trusting yeah. and more better at setting my expectations. But, you know, having, for me, it's with all of my um, people underneath me I've ever had, at least once a month, we'll have an offsite meeting. That's usually, I, I call it like career development and in a way of like, I don't want to talk about anything at our current job. Mm-hmm. And it's all about trust building, it's all about developing your career. Do we get any mentors? Do these sort of things to get you to trust me a little yeah. bit so that you feel comfortable asking those questions or if I'm not being direct or being clear.
1: Absolutely. Uh, getting
0: getting to that point.
1: Let me bounce this idea off of you. For me, at work, I feel like it's a little bit easier to be direct and I, I absolutely love that strategy of saying, if I'm hearing you right, yeah. you know, because that's it gives power to the person who you're responding to. Because it's not like you said this, now I'm gonna restate your thing like it was my idea. It's me saying back to you, look, I listened to you, but make sure that I, I got the important things.
0: And the inverse of that would be somebody, you know, if, I, if you're my boss and you tell me would be nice if you get this done by Friday and I say, okay, well, it'd be nice, I'm not going to do it. And then Monday rolls around and you go, why didn't you do that? And I go, well, you said it would be nice. And it's me almost being passive back to your passivity, right? Yeah, it's not
1: good. It's,
0: the double passive is the worst scenario. At yeah. least if, you know, if you're passive aggressive with me and I can be direct back, I need one of the two people to be direct in <laughs> that situation.
1: That's a funny idea that it's, that it's the best situation isn't all guessers or all askers. It's a mix. <laughs> yeah. Which is something you seem to come back to. So I run into this often in non-work situations where like in work, there's an expectation. We know we have to get, x y and z done but like take something like playing ultimate or yeah. you know being in a band where you have a group of people you have a number of goals you want to kind of honor other people's ideas and things but there's not a rigorous structure behind like you're the boss you're not the boss or whatever different
0: levels of dedication and absolutely when we lose a game and one person practiced they're trained and went to the gym every day and the other person showed up once a week right there's 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 a lot of that passive aggression because you can't be direct. You can't be like, why weren't you in the gym every day for this stupid? Because I know? do it for fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, th- that happens a lot. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you saw similar things.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in any number of, of old bands. Another thing is that I find that there's like this crippling thing when you have a project like we got to get album art done or we're trying to book a show or blah, 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 where you want everybody's feedback and everybody's input. But there's a social culture to a group, especially if it's not a work thing, that's like this is a guest culture. Yeah. So, you know, you can get in these habits of like everyone deferring to everyone. And it just feels like such a time we've, suck. We've
0: all been at a bar and been like, "We should leave here. Where else? Should, where should we go next?" And it takes two hours to do that because yeah. everyone—it's that, it's that guest culture. Because no, I, you know, if I say somewhere and someone else doesn't want to go there, it's kind of a jerk move. Nope, we're going. Totally, that's it. This is what we're doing, right?
1: I've seen um, that vortex in ask culture groups too, though, where it's like, "I'm telling you, Duffy's is the best." <laughs> well,
0: that's, I'm almost saying, yeah, like. But the inverse is that if we're all kind of guessing or we're all just kind of having these discussions, nothing ends up happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm the type of dude, uh, my friends make fun of me all the time on this, I get bored at bars quickly and I will just be like, well, I'm going to go to here. You guys can come (laughs) with or you guys can stay here or go somewhere else.
1: You're I, holding the group ransom it's a little like bit of, I've done
0: it's, it. it's super passive aggressive. Super passive aggressive because I know they're gonna follow but me. But it's
1: also aggressive aggressive. <laughs>
0: also aggressive aggressive. Genuinely I don't care if they follow me, but I know they will. It's a little bit of a double bluff, right? Even if people don't want to go to where I want to go, if you you know, sometimes you need a leader. Sometimes someone someone needs to leave first.
1: This is why TJ says don't be yourself on taste.
0: True, man. <laughs> I wouldn't do that on a date. <laughs> I, I should hope so.
1: I should hope so. Let's do your topic.
0: All right. For the second topic, I want to talk about heroes and idols and especially celebrity heroes and kind of hero culture. 2016 has been a weird year for me because if you asked me before 2016 who my biggest like, celebrity idols were, I would probably say David Bowie, number one. Muhammad Ali number two. Whoa. Prince number three. Tough here. All yeah, so it's been a it's and I've had a lot of discussions about now that all three of these has passed within the last whatever nine months or whatever it's been, who are my who are my living heroes? <laughs> which is a weird kind Oof. of which is a weird kind of thing for me. And obviously Gene Wilder passed away this past week. So that's a, another one that I looked at, He wasn't a total hero to me, but one of my, like, top ten actors, if I had to name top really? ten actors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, i would probably seen the Willy Wonka movie more than any other movie in my life, I want to say. Uh, just as a kid, right? You, I watched that's that funny. a ton, a ton of times.
1: You're older than your age, I think. Sometimes I,
0: I like old movies too. So, like, young yeah. Frankenstein plays. But like, Saddles. the
1: music is older than your age. The athlete so, is older well, you'll, than you'll your see, age. You'll
0: see a, a through line between all kind of four of those people is that they were a little bit counterculture, yeah, right? Definitely. They weren't mainstream, but they were popular in a counterculture way, mm-hmm. right? They, were, they made they were it popular but popular for doing the man. something different or for leading culture, for uh, being slightly ahead of the curve, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's really like. Who are my living idols? And I have a really, really hard time with that. And and part of it is, right, there used to be a monoculture. Now there's this weird kind of, there's a million channels. And there's not, we don't have larger than life figures, right? We both love Kanye, but we, I don't think either of us would consider him like an idol, right?
1: <laughs> I will like, say no. None of us want be, to
0: be him, but we love his art athletes like you know i really like lebron i don't want to be like him the way i idolize muhammad ali and a lot of things he stood for and Mm. kind of was outside of that you see with in sports someone like colin kaepernick and standing up for things outside of sport like that's cool i'm not sure if he's doing it in the right way but we don't we don't have these mix of pop culture with idols the way we used to
1: well i mean even if i've very sympathetic to Colin Kaepernick, but like he can 't be Muhammad Ali because he 's not the world champion you know he 's like a good player, a uh, like backup quarterback level player, but uh, you know and this has captured the world 's attention, but it 's not his fault it 's just like by the very nature of who he is right. there's, there, Muhammad Ali <laughs> had a rare opportunity to be on a rare stage
0: yeah, there was a famous uh, not famous I guess there was an interview with uh, Caitlin Jenner not that long ago. Where someone asked her, "Who's more famous, you when you won the gold medal, or Kim and Kanye now?" Mm-hmm. And the gut says Kim and Kanye now, but we forget that Bruce Jenner had 70% of American televisions watching him the day he wore won the gold medal. Kim and Kanye have never in their lives had a 70% recognizable pick you out of a lineup rate, and that that's crazy. But he, for that one day. Bruce yeah. Jenner had a higher celebrity status.
1: He burned brightly, if very briefly, because it's not like he even had two, three Olympics.
0: Right, right. But the, I guess the point is like that no one will ever have a seventy percent recognizable rate ever again. Like yeah. that just Obama that, that will never. Yeah, maybe. May like I don't even know about that. Like there's <laughs> my hometown. I don't think people could pick him out of the lineup. No way.
1: You think there are people in America? Who wouldn't recognize Maybe. Obama.
0: Probably, probably true. I
1: think that population has to be under 2%. If,
0: but, like, Muhammad Ali had 70% in the world, right? It, wasn't, yeah. it was beyond just yeah. the U.S. Do you have any celebrity, like, heroes or idols that you, people you actually look up to?
1: I thought about this a long time. I don't. I don't. I've never had an idol I'm not, like, there are definitely, there's writers I have great respect for, and I read everything they write. I, I love, for example, like Cory Doctorow. There are political figures, you know, who I have unending respect for, you know. guy I read Nelson Mandela's autobiography, yep. and it was deeply inspiring. But I don't know, maybe I'm not an idols type of dude. You know, like, so I just believe in the inherent frailty of yeah. man too much. So like That's, that's I, I just interesting don't, to me. I'm not into heroes that much.
0: Yeah, I think your point about politicians and stuff is interesting because I think my living one right now is Elon Musk. It's not pop culture heroes the way it used to be. It's almost mm. transitioning into politicians. The, a lot of people would say Obama's their idol, right? Business figures. Your Steve Jobs is an idol to a ton, you ton you're of people, right? right?
1: I, I think you've hit on something interesting. There is a celebritification Ugh. How about that <laughs> for a fake verb? There's a celebritification of things that didn't have celebrities before. I mean, there were already celebrities in industry. Yeah. But Henry Ford, in the was way. Looked up. Yeah, But
0: not the way that Steve Jobs but is now. But
1: Henry Ford was more, like, important in the way a politician is important. Rockefeller and less important over, yeah. in the way a celebrity is important. And Elon Musk is, Elon Musk <laughs> is similar to Beyonce in an important way. But, but still, yeah, he's he
0: recognizable as under 5% in the U.S., Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely.
1: But, I mean, there's a fame to it. Like, the I remember seeing a story about when Entertainment Tonight launched – and people saying, "How could you have a half hour dedicated to only entertainment news?" And I think, God, oh, what a great world <laughs> I must have missed that that could, you know, st- not stomach unending shows like even shows about the production of entertainment know, news are the, so popular. <laughs>
0: behind the scenes stuff.
1: Yeah, I think there is a there's a change in what it is to be famous, and. It may be structuring idols. The way you, you sent this to me in an email, and I think the title you gave to it was like Celebrity Heroes. So I, I immediately thought of people more along the lines of Prince or yeah. like Kanye or someone who's more yep. current. It made me think about something, and I hope this doesn't derail your topic too much, but like who is famous that I – feel like it's not obnoxious about it. <laughs> I think it must be very difficult to or be Or the famous. inverse
0: of that is, do you need to be obnoxious to be famous?
1: Yeah, I don't think that's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you do. Um,
0: self-promotion is the one, arguably the biggest part of fame.
1: Uh, maybe. And
0: self-promotion is inherently obnoxious.
1: Maybe. But I, I think of people who who got famous late in life are often people who... I find them less detestable, especially in their interviews yeah. and the way they talk. Like the reason so,
0: like comedians love Louis C.K. and Bill Burr, well, that's they the didn't example, get famous at a young age, right? That was the example I was gonna oh, pick.
1: Okay. I, I don't love Bill Burr. I like him. He's it's not my flavor, you know. Like I can see that he's doing a good thing, but it's not the thing I'm most into. Yeah. But Louis C.K., the way he talks, the way he is in interviews, the way he deals with being famous. Seems very humbleness,
0: or yeah, and real.
1: And I don't think he has a fake humbleness by any means, or he apologizes for having made it. But I think that the way he talks to people just seems very of this world in a way that uh, Elon Musk does not. I mean, and <laughs> no. he's, he's nowhere near that famous <laughs> uh, in the way that obvious example would be Kanye does not. Beyonce does not. Right. I like Beyonce as much as the next guy. The
0: classic Obama beer summit thing? Like, <laughs> you need to be able to believe you can sit down and then have a beer with him?
1: Yeah, well, I just I just think that, that a phenomenon people call like reading your own press releases, like you get to believe the hype about uh, yourself. Okay. And I just, I don't think that Louis C.K. is like that. I think maybe it has to do with just like, maybe it's easier to remember you're a normal dude when you're fat and bald. Yeah. Which makes me also love the actor who was the boss on Parks and Recreation. Oh, Uh, Illinois uh, guy. Ron Swanson. Uh, Yeah, Ron Swanson in the (laughs) show. If you ever see him talk, he, he has a very human way of interacting with the world and seeing the world. So to me, those aren't idols. But that's absolutely something to emulate. Like, that's absolutely, like, something to honor.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting about the the later in life thing, because obviously, you know, part, I guess, I don't know, like, because Prince and Dave Bowie were pretty famous at young ages. Yeah. So it's not exactly true, but it's a different type of fame when you're, doing one public thing a week right or you know totally. whatever concert tours and that's you're not constantly on social media you're not constantly feeding the beast and kind the of the world
1: being, gets your the package you want yeah in a you can more,
0: control it a little more i mean the yeah. the martin luther thing right that his adultery stuff didn't come out till well after oh right? martin luther king yeah, yeah
1: sorry um i thought you were talking about the great the actual, uh reformation the <laughs> the martin Pro- luther. protestant
0: leader uh, no <laughs> martin luther king jr uh, right, had that big adultery thing, but like no one knew about it till well after. And like people, mm-hmm. I mean, still a lot. I think a lot of people would say Martin Luther King was like one of the biggest American civilization.
1: Sure. FDR being more or less crippled by. But yeah, if,
0: if social media was around then, that adultery thing doesn't stay quiet. I It'd don't know impossible. people. Right, we might detest him the way that some mm-hmm. of our current celebrities. I don't. I don't know if that's true, but there's two interesting pieces. A. I was shocked how gendered this is, right? Hmm. Uh, like, all of my thoughts are guys. Most, we, we also have more celebrity guys than we have celebrity girls. But, like, you brought Beyonce. You brought things like this. I think you've asked a lot of girls right now. They idolize Beyonce. They idolize girls, right? There's there's an interesting I like I didn't think of any female idols heroes I have. Did you any any females come That's to mind an interesting for you? I think question. You talked about yelling for a bunch on the podcast.
1: I think you're I think you're right that we tend to identify with people who we yeah, perceive to be like us. But I mean, again, I don't have any idols. Yes, I I love Janet Yellen, I'll talk about Janet Yellen all day. Maybe and idol's
0: not the right word. You, yeah. you look up to people you admire.
1: Sure, or, you know, I, I have a buddy who refers to himself as a cafeteria Catholic, meaning, like, he takes the beliefs he likes and he leaves behind the ones that he doesn't. I'm a cafeteria fan. You know? <laughs> sure. Like, there are, there are any number of people whose work I enjoy or whose accomplishments are amazing to me or who there's something about them that I really love. Yeah. I'm just gonna enjoy this part, and I'm gonna know that there's more going on that I hate, and just <laughs> That's everyone is mean, a person, you know. Yeah,
0: like uh, there's obviously Prince stuff I didn't like, but I still I just admire I admire his his outlook on life. I w- aspire to that. I aspire to kind of the way he approached situations and that sort of thing. So the the interesting part of this is when, as more I was thinking about it, is that I think the logical next step is if there are no you know admirable celebrities today
1: cuz we know too much
0: we know too much whatever the reason is is that good or bad for the current kind of millennial generation that's growing up without heroes
1: i don't think it matters i feel like that's such a shitty non answer to give you no but,
0: it's it's obviously you as someone who doesn't have consider they they doesn't think they have any heroes or people like me, that to me
1: like the most important heroes and role models are The people who raised you, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, or the really important people who were actually in your life. Like my swim coach in high school had a big impact on me. He's never going to be on the front page of the New York Times, but really shaped the way I thought as a young person and continued to uh, affect the way that I thought moving forward.
0: There's a lot of people who grow up without great support structures, right? And, sure. and people will say, oh, you know, people growing up, poor inner city, whatever, are looking up to rappers or looking up to bad influences and those sort mm-hmm. of things. For me, it's <sighs> this is, this is kind of harsh to say.
1: Yeah, I think that stuff is baloney. I,
0: I, but for me, it's like I don't care who 90% of people's heroes are. I yeah. care about the 10% who are actually going to go after it. Mm. Right, and if that ten percent of people, maybe it's two percent of people. I don't know who the Mm -hmm. people who actually Mm -hmm. like make their heroes actionable. I want to make sure that two percent of people who make their heroes actionable are are going after the right heroes. So I want them going after Obama, not right. I don't know. Totally. That makes sense.
1: It it makes it makes a lot of sense. I think that something that I will say is important is knowing that there's. Seeing a path to success. Yes. That's right? very, very important. So that's a big deal. That's what hero,
0: I mean, that's, that's heroes, for me, is a lot of, like, people who start off somewhat similar situations or whatever it may yeah. be.
1: No, I think that piece of it is a lot less negative. Like, that can be really good. And I I absolutely think, to to take this in a totally different direction, like, when I look at musicians, you brought up, every, like, everybody wants to be a rapper or a dj and it's very hard for me to envision how do you be successful as a band because when i see the successful yeah. bands they're not even in my generation and i'm old i'm 32 yeah. I'm, I'm past the yeah, time there's, there's of the no bands.
0: famous bands under 40. <laughs> absolutely bizarrely.
1: like if you're taylor swift you're coming up through like the pop yep. pipeline which is very different from the pipeline that made the rolling Stones successful way back right. when and then somehow the whole infrastructure atrophied and kept who was famous, famous. So I, I do think this is a tiny the, industry, the so but it's an shorter, example right? of a that bad thing. People get thing. famous
0: for a year or two and go away. The way we don't have 30-year...
1: I'm less worried anymore. about that. I think that, you know, there were a lot of Harry and the Hermits sure. since forever, like bands that came and went. But I think that there is types of careers that come and go, and part of the reason that they go away is because there's no one to point at and be like, "I want to be Eddie Murphy," (laughs) you know, or "I want to be like this." It absolutely does matter to see someone who looks like you doing a thing that you feel like you could do. Have the ability. Yeah, absolutely. Like to be able to say like I want to be the next Bill Nye the science guy I want to be there There are these people so I, I absolutely think like you say similar background to you came up from the same place similar you know socio economic status they were poor and they got rich they were you know, <laughs> yeah
0: and we, we could end it there I guess it's for me it's you know like I said they ever, ever the optimist I hear a lot of people say you know our gener- the millennial generations doomed because they don't have positive idols or they don't have positive mentors or Whatever you want to call it, I, 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 a, I think that's not true. I think a lot of people looked up to shitty mentors in the past, and once again, as long as the right five to ten percent of the millennials are looking up to the right heroes and mentors, and with the internet we have access to a lot more people, good mm-hmm. and bad. So we, yeah. Elon Musk, you can look up to, who you couldn't have looked up to thirty years ago, and in mm-hmm. the same you way, might not have known about him. But yeah. also the negative side of I don't think it's as much of a professional wrestler. Yeah, I, I still think good heroes are out there. The right people will find them.
1: One thing, I, I have to talk back to that. We created this straw man. I'm not going to let you be the only one to get shots in on him. So people who might say that millennials or the next generation that's coming up now don't have idols, don't have heroes to look up to, I would imagine are probably old white men. <laughs> and they came up in a world where the successful people had similar backgrounds and looked like them. But I would imagine that if you are a young African-American guy, there's a lot more successful African-American folks that you can say, Oh, I want to be like him. I want to be like him. Or if you're a lesbian woman, like, like they weren't, if there were famous lesbians, they were in the closet. You know, there, I think there's a lot more opportunity For these generations to see people who look like correct.
0: And I guess maybe for me, it's like, there's, it's a weird, like, white thing to say, but like, there's not many good white celebrities anymore. (laughs) There aren't. Like,
1: oh, I don't know. There's plenty. There's There's so many. But
0: to your point, it's shifted from like pop culture to like business or politicians, right? Yeah.
1: It's, It's an interesting, you go to that old idea where it's like, the loss, like the loss of privilege, coming to the average feels like being robbed. I, you know? Know, I know, because yeah, uh, you're used to the play of position. the white man. No, it's a, that's it's it's an interesting thing, and it's it's not an issue that's ever going to go away. So, shall we move to quick hits? Quick hit. or, okay. This may be the last time I bring up Anti-Fragile by Nassim Tlaib. Highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. I finally finished it. It's very good. (laughs) Go read it. So one thing he talked about that I immediately thought that's wrong, but then as I heard his argument more, I found it convincing, and I'm kind of on the fence about it, was he said if, for example, you're choosing between two books, you should choose the older one because it's survived it stood the test of time if something it has, has more been proven value absolutely if you have a book that's been in print for 40 years and you're trying to guess how long it'll stay in print you know the best guess you can make is it's in the very middle of its life right it's right. near the average so it'll be in print for 80 right. years if you have a book that's been in print for 2 years probably going to be in print for 4 years total yes so I read Anti-Fragile because that was his newest New book. book. <laughs> I, because it's I think totally the to opposite of that. I hate reading things and being like, oh, this argument has been disproven. Yeah. But uh, I think that maybe speaks to a bit of hubris where we think yes. that arguments can just be I disproven.
0: Think, uh, for me, the flaw in the argument is it's not binary. Is it's If you have mm. to choose between two books, yes, choose the old older book. But for me, it's like I want to –
1: you like reading old books? No, I don't. This is my point. Me neither.
0: I'd rather read or like the first chapter of 10 new books and pick which of the 10 new books speaks to me the most or mm. kind of those sort of things. Because Chances are nine of those 10 books are going to be worse than that one old book. But one of those 10 new books is going to be better. Odds, mm-hmm. right? Numbers mm-hmm. and those sort of things. So if it's binary, yes, choose the old one.
1: But it's but, not binary.
0: But it's not binary. It's never, it's never a binary situation. But maybe, new
1: is it a heuristic, though, to say, if you keep spending your time reading the first chapter of ten new books, you lose out on reading the ten old books, and you would have gotten the wisdom of the... Ancients time tested as opposed to the crackpot nonsense there 's a time
0: and efficiency argument that 's one hundred percent true, and it 's the same argument that at work says you should just do things the way we 've been doing them. Mm. You should never change anything, you should never try new techniques, you should never approach new accounts, you should never release a new product <laughs> right because what is 80, it probably won 't be eighty percent of new products fail mm-hmm. in the food industry, right eighty percent of new products will hit shelves will be gone within two or three years or something like that. Just stick with the old stuff. Why would you ever change? Why would you ever do anything new? Because one of those five new products you release will be better than the current mm. portfolio or whatever mm. it may be. Right? And that's the same argument is that you have to keep trying new things because 20% of them will be better than the old. And that's how you grow and that's how you develop.
1: And even if you take a lot of missed swings, if you don't, miss, somebody else is going to get The missed swings are it.
0: almost sometimes better than the hits.
1: Mm. Generally, I agree with you. But reading this book, it gave me a conservative, in the traditional sense of conservative, like old things are good <laughs> okay. feeling that I never have had. Like usually when I think of old things, I think like... Separate drinking fountains, <laughs> and you know other poxes on society. That That's where your mind goes when you think of it. What do I think about? I think about my friends not sure. being able to get married. Like to me, the world is better than it used of to be it is.
0: because people tried some new things.
1: But there is something to this idea of there are so many fads. There's so much chaff. You want to you want to make
0: America great again.
1: And my my biases are going to be toward the same things that are making these stupid fads go <laughs> like i i'm going to be seeing the world through you these wish, fad you wish eyes we didn't have fads? i should in order for me to get at the root of things to get to useful pieces of knowledge i would be wise to prejudice myself toward reading older things tried and true things toward Sussing out the wisdom of the ancients, because my prejudices are always going to be towards this world, because it's the world Aristotle I live in.
0: Aristotle and like old ancient philosophers and some Socrates and stuff like that. Shouldn't you only be reading those books?
1: I'm starting to think <laughs> I should. I should definitely get more of those in my diet. Again, I it's not an argument that I buy whole hog, sure. but I have. I am coming around to it.
0: So, uh, I, we might have talked about this before. I, I've, I've used the, talked about this with my son with friends quite a bit. Uh, if the adoption curve is a bell curve, right? Yeah. There's the leading people who stand in the Apple lines for the new phones, regardless of what it actually does. There's the people on the other end who never get it. Most of us are kind of in the middle. I've always said, I want 30% of my son's friends to have any new technology before he gets it. I want him to be in that 30 to 50 percentile, which is a weird mathematical way to look at it. I don't want him to be the first to get... Of his friends to get a phone? Like, what age does a kid get a phone? For me, that's kind of irrelevant. I want 30% of his friends to have one. Then he'll get one.
1: Hmm. That seems that's like a useful answer, heuristic. Right? So
0: he's still top 50 percentile. He's just not in that leading 30. I think for for yeah. ideas and this, this whole thing comes in, right? You can... I don't want to be the guy just reading a new book because it's new. I want some of my friends or some a part of the population to prove out, like, this is worth reading. I still want to be in the top half of people
1: mm. it. Well, that's an interesting idea. With books, you know, less than 1% of Americans. Uh, of read. the people that will read this <laughs> over the
0: course of time. But yeah, like, I want it to be yeah. proven, but I still want to be totally. partially leading.
1: All right. Jump to the next one? Yep. Okay. So I wanted to ask about... We make a lot of predictions on the podcast. Do you have any bad predictions that you can remember very well like what is a prediction uh, where you i thought totally Rubio
0: Rubio was going to crush Trump Oof. um uh,
1: that's a good one that's I'm a good still, one to open with
0: i'm still i'm still baffled on how that didn't happen uh i think we we talked about this yeah. we probably agreed on you it you sold me on that it, i was i was it, in on that i idea. gave the american public too much credit <laughs> sorry guys
1: <laughs> that's a good one Oh, I'll tell you one that I remember you messing up. I feel like this is the meanest way to bring this up. Yeah, just keep saying the same things yeah. I got wrong. Yeah. Yo, do you remember making me okay, download Yo on. on my phone? Hold on. I, I'll defend
0: myself on this. Yo is a, a messaging app that literally all you could do is send your friends the word Yo.
1: Are we saying is here or should we be saying was? was? I don't
0: have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, When I was saying it's going to be huge, I was kind of being sarcastic. This is not a if it got huge
1: you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been like i "I called it it. i was the yo champion Uh,
0: i i don't think i was like ride like if i had to put money on it i wouldn't have put money on it succeeding i i was like golden state is going to win in four in the nba finals i said i'm pretty sure i said that profoundly Mm -hmm. i was like there's no way like lebron might win a game (laughs) like a five game max i'm also just like a golden state uh super, super to, fan super, super fan so it's, what about you i've we got three on me here
1: i know i know this is funny because i picked this topic i should have <laughs> i should have thought of something right away to to call myself out on going back to that idea about being a late adopter on things i tried really hard to never do email on my phone i was like this will pass this <laughs> is, this is
0: like- a fad people will go back to <laughs> desktop computers
1: yeah like I really thought it was so unpleasant. That's a weird
0: thing to ride write an iPhone.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, and I I was able to work efficiently w- avoiding it, and I I still hate to write and type things on my phone. But man, that was wrong. <laughs> I spent years being like, oh yeah, I'll I'll write emails when I get in the office, and I know there are people who are like life hack: only check your email once oh, a Christ. day and live in a yurt. But you like no, no. Real life people don't do that. You check your email on your phone, on the regular.
0: I still, I don't know if I've actually been convinced on this. I never thought Twitter was gonna take off. I was, I'm still to this day very confused on why it's working. Like the, the business model just doesn't make a ton and makes you feel old and things like that. Like. At least on Facebook, there was like an interaction, like people could comment, people could uh, like things, like all that sort of stuff. Like there was putting something out into the ether without knowing that people read it. This seems weird to me, and that's kind of what Twitter is. But When
1: Twitter came out, I thought, they're doing one of the things Facebook does, and they're doing it less well. But I'll (laughs) tell you why people will like it. It's the same reason I have a Kindle. If I have a computer, I'm not going to read on my computer. I'm going to go look at Facebook or something else, (laughs) Right. Whereas Twitter just did one thing. Now, quickly, Twitter got to the point where they posted pictures and blah, 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 and it got to be more and more like Facebook. But so strange. I think it's an example of a phenomenon that's more common than we realize where we have something already that does something just as well, but (laughs) we'd rather have the thing that only does that. Simpler
0: and specified. Absolutely. But the inverse of that, like I was was real early on Snapchat and loved that and saw that going. And then when people like, they started doing stories, started doing all those things, everyone's like, oh, they're ruining what makes it special and you can download things now. I was like, no, no. This is going to make it actually blow up all the more.
1: You're right that the more common business story and the, the only reason that's interesting to talk about doing less things is just because it's so counterintuitive. Right. But the thing that's not counterintuitive is also more common and more real. Like, right. You invent something and then you add a property to it or you make it appeal to someone else like coca-cola started out being medicine people liked it <laughs> yeah. so they just oh, sold it as a thing right like i think that's much more common story than the story of like i don't think there's going to be a time where people are like oh well i love my camera on my phone but now i want to go back to having a huge metal camera <laughs> yeah you know like i, have to go I get are,
0: film developed at the store <laughs>
1: At this point, people who use cameras are kind of a more niche hobby. Whereas when I was a kid, it was a huge hobby and all my friends had cameras and you know, among a certain group of artistic people, like that was just a that was just an assumed thing. Not understanding that email on your phone was gonna be a big deal. I can call that a pretty okay, bad yeah. whiff. I was wrong on Twitter, so, so there That's we go. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. Share the podcast on your social media And consider writing us a review on iTunes. That really helps people find the show. We had a huge number of downloads the last couple of weeks, and I think it's in large part because we finally got some reviews up. Also, I want to ask you to visit our website, which is WorkFriendsPodcast.com. We have a lot of additional links and information there. You can also find our Amazon affiliate link. If you use that link, anything you buy on Amazon, we get a small bounty from and it helps support the show. We love that. It doesn't affect your price. So if you would consider to do that, we would appreciate that a lot. Thanks very much.
0: Danger Amazon Bookmarks.
1: Whoop.